hide your kids if you are Tina Knowles and hide your wives if they are a different race than you, evidently, because Backstreet's back. Backstreet being Talk To Me Taylor here at Cancel Me Baby to deliver a little package for you, a pre-Christmas Kwanzaa Hanukkah present, if you will, because everybody is off of the rails and unhinged. And we are going to unpack this lovely present of our off the rails culture and society today. There are a few things going on here and mark my words, let it be known because I'm sure what I'm about to say is about to be heard round the world because I seem to be predicting things like Nostradamus's ancestral twin, okay? Because all of these things that I've said a month ago, two months ago, a year, three years ago, everybody decided to wake up from their coma, join us on planet earth. Like, thank you for joining us and are now just saying this. So mark my words because the things I'm laying out here today on Cancel Me Baby, you're going to hear them soon, but you heard it here first. Okay. So there's a couple things going on. Number one, is that I just don't know what to believe anymore from anybody. It's hard to know. It's hard to know because some of the things that we're seeing are so insane that you can't help but wonder, do people really believe this shit? Is it just performative? Like, have they misplaced their frontal lobe today? What's going on? Um, And then the second thing that's happening that I'm realizing is that whether it literally, it could be anything. It could be, you know, your trip to the DMV. It could be something like Israel or race. We're going to get to Tina Knowles, okay, who I've interviewed, and I'm going to go down that memory lane with you. Again, seeing things ahead of their time. But how people seem to be jumping on the bandwagon so wholeheartedly about things, like their hill to die on, when what do you know? It has to do with them and things suddenly get personal. So things have gotten real freaky deaky. Things have gotten weird. And we're going to try to kind of, you know, inspector gadget our way through the noise today, like Indiana Jones style never could. Um, First of all, I want to say before we get into all of this, I know I've left you on the edge of your seats is I got hose in different area codes. I think I'm becoming as deranged as everybody else. Like my brain is broken in half. Um, But I do have hose in different area codes. I just got my Spotify wrap up for the year. And this shit has gone international baby 39 countries. You guys are in 39 countries listening to my show. So I just want to say that I'm so grateful to have you along for the ride, not only because you keep my sanity, but to know that there's common sense prevailing in 39 countries beyond the deranged US of A, it makes your girl real proud. So doing ludicrous proud with those in area codes and me proud uh, today. So Without further ado, let's jump along for the ride, like the Pirates of the Caribbean that is taking out all kinds of crazy imagery. You know, I talked about it in my last solo episode, but guess what? I'm not, I ain't taking anything out because everything on Cancel Me Baby, what I said a year ago, two, three years ago, that shit is here to stay. All right, so first things first, something I'm wondering 
notice how i mean the show is cancel me baby right and even that in and of itself i feel like the show was a little ahead of its time like it turns it turns it's like it's turning four this spring and i was calling out all of this nonsense ahead of the curve even like i feel like it's people are just coming around to now how ludicrous no pun intended and deranged the whole thing is um but something that has happened that i didn't quite predict is the right who seems to be all about like free speech don't cancel this 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 is now like out canceling and doing their own like out out outrage of the nonsensical progressives and left who are liberal and make no sense and so i'm kicking this off with you know for people on the right it's like how interesting that they're all about anti-culture, free speech, but lo and behold, when it pertains to, again, something that hits, strikes a nerve with them and that they're passionate about, they have no problem then turning around and canceling and trying to shut out, you know, the targets, the Bud Lights, what have you, right? So the whole thing makes me think, like, you guys have been on this whole crusade, like, free speech, don't cancel, da, 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 unless it's something suddenly you're passionate about, and we have no problem, like, making these bitches go bankrupt, like, What's the situation? This also, and I'm going to get to um, Israel in a little bit and how it pertains to this. You know, Dr. Sheila, in my last interview with her, we kind of touched upon this. How, again, you know, you have the same people who've been crusading, like I said, against cancel culture. And now when you have people who say they are the extremists of pro Hamas, right? And they need to be, yes, held accountable. But when you have things like, you know, pro-Palestinian students who are, you know, blackballed out of jobs and put on a blacklist and all this, or, you know, I just saw a story of an MSNBC pro-Palestinian journalist who lost his show, whatever. That's why I find a problem. It's like, that's not okay. Because again, you know, be about something. It doesn't work that way. Like you can't just cherry pick today you know, selective canceling, right? I've talked about this a long time. Now I have the right as an employer to not hire your ass or not vote for your ass. That's my right, right? But that's where it starts to become hypocritical because again, what's once someone says something, like again, as a free speech girl, I'd like to see it like sweetheart, raise your KKK flag high and with pride so I can steer the fuck clear away from you okay and everyone I ever do like goodbye good riddance but I want to see that it's out there right and then it goes round and round and I've talked about why it's a problem to selectively shut off certain people and what have you so this is nothing new but again once it's once it hits something that you don't like it's like oh no 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 you guys can't say that and I get the knee-jerk reaction I talked about this with Sheila because the right has been on the brunt of it for you know the last four or five years, but now doing it on the other hand, it just makes you all look like a big bunch of like, you know, Ronald McDonald clown hypocrites. Speaking of Ronald McDonald, who is going to be tuning in tonight for the like Ronald McDonald, Captain Crunch debate between Gavin Newsom and Ron DeSantis. Like I am on the edge of my seat. Um, so that's, you know, hypocrisy on that end, right? A, a hypocrisy that I cannot help but notice from, you know, progressives are the 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 fact of like their whole confusing thing of gender norms like yo pick a lane I, again i've been saying this since i was doing this show from my parents kitchen in connecticut during the pandemic but these people are like you know helen keller up on the 405 they just can't seem to pick a lane here's why the same people 
who rail against, you know, playing up gender norms, whether it be manly men or sexualized feminine women, they railed against both, right? If you're a manly man, you're toxic, you know, toxic masculinity and male gaze and all this. And then if you're a feminine or sexualized woman, you're just playing into that, or you're a Barbie doll, or you're a pageant girl, like you're basically a little trophy parading around like a pony, right? That uh, in a male orchestrated world. But have you noticed, and, and this, what hit me off is seeing a conversation between Whitney Cummings and Joe Rogan recently about this, and they acknowledge this too. Have you noticed that when it's somebody outside of that norm, so say it's a trans person or someone who weighs like 500 pounds, it is the best thing since sliced bread. Not white bread because that's racist, but let's go with like a good wheat. You know what I mean? Like it is the best thing they've ever seen, i.e., the Dilly Mul Dylan Mulvaney's who Dilly, I, I, I gave, I gave her a, a nickname between Minnie Mouse, which she dresses like in Dylan. There you go. Dilly Mulvaney. Uh, but that idea, right. It's like, okay, you can be the hypersexualized, almost over the top, like caricature Minnie Mouse, or as Whitney Cummings said, Betty Boop of a woman, like Whitney Cummings makes a joke. It's like, Dude, like she's like, I even tell my trans girlfriends, it's like women wear pants too. Like it's okay, right? But either way, this like caricature of the like dumb blonde bimbo, it's like, that's what a woman is. Like not the complexities or the multifaceted anything. No, it's like heels and a dress and that's applauded, right? If it's a trans person doing it, or again, it, you know, Victoria's Secret fashion show, it's not okay if it's a six one model, but don't worry. Again, if it's, you know, plus size or this or that, it's the best thing suddenly that we ever saw. Same thing goes with masculinity. And they bring up Ellen Page, the actor who transitioned, who, you know, got her boobs taken out and put ab implants in allegedly to have this like rip shredded body. And again, it's like how ironic, just reaffirming those gender norms that we love to hate. If you're a progressive, hate to love, like again, which is it? Uh, so much, right? Because again, if this is a, a, a cis quote, straight man, you're just, you know, big manly man, masculine, toxic, blah, 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 blah. And so with all this becoming so out of whack, it makes me think like, what do you even believe? Like, do you, do you really not believe in gender norms? Do you, do you, do, obviously you think that they're a good thing because you applaud it when it's a certain person. Like, again, I, you know, I'm no algebra expert, but like the math ain't mathing here. So again, everybody's, um, you know, it, it's perfect example. And that this is what I will button this off with is again, you know, playboy, right? Playboy, so derogatory of women and exploiting them. Da, da, da. So let's have men pose in the buddy costumes makes sense and that's better like so what are we actually saying here it's only okay if it's someone not normative doing the thing but the act like the root of the thing itself is problematic like I, I need someone to I need someone to suss this out for me because this isn't helping my broken brain um so another example of someone like being about it and their intentions, like being pure or not, or getting, you know, in the whole mess is Elon Musk, Elon Musk and his fight for free speech. And this man, he has found himself 
in a little bit of a pickle. Like I actually look like a blonde pickle today with my green shirt. Like this little leprechaun is here to school your ass. Is that Irish appropriation? I don't know, bitch. And I don't care. Um, but, but I guess it's okay. Right. Because I'm not Irish. So since I'm not the thing, like, we just explored being the thing now is suddenly okay. Again, no sense to be made or had. So Elon Musk has found himself in a little bit of a predicament because I don't think he cares, but I'm going to call him out for it. So the reason he bought out Twitter and now X is to have a, you know, um, a common kind of ground of a, a, a free, we, 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 he exposed, I had Matt Taibbi, the leading journalists on the Twitter files, right? He and a group of journalists exposed the prior Twitter administration, executive, whatever you want to call it, their very calculated ways of funneling information, censoring, you know, accounts, tweets, what have you. And Elon Musk's whole thing was blowing that out of the water, being like, make it a free speech, digital public square. So he went on this, I think literally just happened yesterday. Basically all of these huge, like advertisers, Disney, IBM, Marvel, it goes on and on, you name it, pulled out of advertising, which could ruin his business. I'm not going to get into the nitty gritty, but this media site called media matters. I think it's an orchestrated effort to take down Twitter X and Elon Musk, just because oddly enough, even though he's about free speech, which, which is what liberals should be about, they have this like ax to grind against him, I think because they think he's this like hardcore conservative Trump guy. But Media Matters, like came up with this whole thing to show you know, how Disney or so-and-so's ads were next to, you know, swastikas or anti-Semitic content or what have you. That again, it, it, from my understanding was a little bit of a reach, right? Again, this effort, this kind of coordinated effort to, I think, bring um, Elon Musk down, but this, in addition, I think to questionable tweets that he had that were perceived as anti-Semitic and what have you, we're going to get to that more in a bit. So these big advertisers pull pull out. So him pulling his own dick out, as men do, as we've talked about, as we're going to see tonight with DeSantis, DeSantis and Newsom, he basically says to these advertisers, like, you want to blackball me? You want to play this game? Go fuck yourselves. And then he sa- he does not blink. He does not stutter. He doesn't hesitate. He says it again. The host is, like, speechless. He's literally the statue in Hocus Pocus at the end, like, doesn't know what to say. And I will respect that about Elon Musk that he, because basically he's acknowledging it could ruin my business, but out of principle, like you guys want to like blackball me out of these antics, like fine. Right. The thing that I find problematic. And again, it's like, what are you about? Because you're, you, he does this, he does a version of the same thing to protect his bottom line. Matt Taibbi, the leading Twitter files journalist, he got into a whole tiff unbeknownst to me. It had happened right before I had him on my show with Elon Musk because in Elon Musk's big brazen effort to restore free speech then goes and suppresses and prevents Substack pieces and uh, threads and what have you to be on Twitter because he saw it as a direct competitor. Substack is basically an outlet for independent um independent voices, journalists, outlets, blogs, what have you. So Matt Taibbi understandably was like, bro, what's it going to be? Because you were supposed to be all about free speech yet not ours because it's going to like mess up your dollars and your bank account. 
because it would bring traffic to Substack versus Twitter, right? So that's what's so interesting to me. It's like, again, everybody is in it for themselves, does a version of it of themselves while like wagging fingers to protect their own bottom line. And to take it a step further, you know, I've explored this before, but even when you talk about these quote woke corporations, Disney, which are flailing, like not even Moana can, or, or the rock for that matter can save their ass. Right. All these Bud Light, like they're still recovering. They are in the depths of beer purgatory. And it makes you think even with them, like, do, did they really believe all these social justice warrior you know, antics that they were trying to get behind or was it like they, I don't think they really believed the shit. You know that they were talking shit on it to their friends at happy hour on period on cue being like, this shit is ridiculous, but you know, it's going to make our company look good. And I don't think it actually, I don't think they thought it was actually going to make them any money, but I think it, they probably, I've, I've, I've even heard people with businesses talk shit about this behind the scenes. Like, yeah, it's the, you know, a DEI or the quota or this or that, like gotta check the boxes. I mean, it's a joke, it's ridiculous. And it ended up hurting them in the end. So, you know, again, it makes me wonder, do they really believe this shit um, or is it performative? And in the end, like it just like would bite them in the ass because it wasn't giving the people what they want even though they thought it's what they wanted. Like riddle me that the shit writes itself. Um, Going off of this, before I get into the the wild west, literally, of women wanting to give up their freedoms, like, I don't know if people are okay. I think we've established this by now. Um, this, again, like, with the idea of, like, are people actually believing the, the shit that they say and do? So just a little bit of a sidebar. I'm sure you guys saw it by now, but there was this whole controversy because there was an op-ed in Deadspin by a well-known Black journalist named Karen Phillips. Not spelled like Karen, but what have you but pronounced Karen, okay? And it seemingly it, it fits. Um, with the most reach article in which he gets 0 for 2, right? Like he is just striking out and completely misses the mark on this whole article. He puts this little kid on blast who was at a Chiefs game saying he, this little kid somehow managed to offend not only Native Americans and Black people because he's in Blackface. And, you know, it's just, he literally says in the article, like, shame on the NFL for not condemning this. You know, it's ammunition for racism. Like, just absolutely absurd, especially when you find out. It is a nine-year-old kid. Conveniently in the article, it shows, he has his face painted half black and half red for the Chiefs and is wearing this, like, Chiefs headdress that his father later in an interview says is costume wear is not actually representative of garb that actually would have been worn. Right. But conveniently the article, like I said, shows only the black side painted of his face and he's wearing the headdress. So he's painted his face, this nine-year-old kid, like every single football fan in the Milky Way galaxy ever has at one point or the other, which this journalist should know considering 
that for years they were a sports columnist, okay? For a New York, I think it was like the New York Post or New York something. So given that they would know this, like this is the absolute reach. So you find out number one, the nine-year-old kid, a Chiefs fan, has painted his face for the game as a spirited fan does, okay? And what have you, but the kid literally happens to be Native American. He does like a sit down interview with his dad. Literally, they're like our ancestral, like my great, great grandfather in the tribe of the reservations that we live on. Again, you cannot make this shit up, right? But even if that weren't the case, are you being serious right now? Like, are you being Okay, so I'm a Patriots fan. If I'm dressed up like a, a Patriot, am I gonna be like you are channeling the Boston Tea Party and the Christopher Columbus colonizers, blah, blah. It's like, what are we even saying? And for this journalist, it makes me think like he goes on this whole tirade. And this is somebody who literally, and we're gonna get to this with the Beyonce, Tina Knowles thing. This is somebody who will literally find and make any single thing about race like if the snow is falling it's like the snow is white and that shit is racist like it's just absolutely absurd so it just makes me think with something like this you were oh for two not only was the kid not in blackface but he's a native american like you got this wrong in so many ways and do you really believe this shit like do you honestly believe that this is pushing blatant racism and that the nfl needs to strongly condemn this being that you were a sports journalist yourself like it's all just it's all just absolutely um it's it's just deranged that's the only way i can put it speaking of deranged i read a or you know uh deranged maybe disengaged from reality what 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 have you so i read a fascinating piece in the free press very wise you guys already know my jewish queen my lesbian queen that is what's up um we're gonna get her on the show next year by the way my mouth to god's ears you you guys heard it here or you know to the the reservations ears of the tribes that we are on and their ancestors like, please hear me to have Barry Weiss on my show. So um, there's an interesting piece in the free press in the wake of everything going on in the Middle East, how you have these very prominent progressive left-wing Western women, TikToker influencers converting to Islam in a big fat like protest and revolt against Western civilization and capitalism and all of these things that they claim to hate. And there's a whole hashtag for it and everything. It's this whole thing. It's actually like, I think it's hashtag revert Muslim because the whole idea is like, we they think that we all are born Muslim and it's just reverting back to what we are, were originally born as, but whatever. So it shows their journey of like day one, I just discovered this day two, I am full blown Muslim and wearing a hijab and I've never been happier. Literally they're saying this like over their caramel crunch frappuccino with whipped cream. I'm like, okay. So if you're so committed to this cause, if you hate Western society, again, one of the few countries and societies in the world that actually have the ability for people you fight for, like gay people, people of different religions, creeds, races, sexual orientation, trans, 
to live freely and to be accepted in this way, right? But no, we're going to revolt against that very culture because it's bad and evil for some reason and capitalism, like, okay, so remove yourself, like, from your Starbucks, from your Prius, go to the Middle East and let me know if you bode well in one of these countries. Like, please let me know how that works out for you. Again, like the entitlement, the the detachment from reality is just something that you can't even make up except actually you can because it's 2023, verging on 2024. And I can only see where this shit show is going to go. Again, makes you question people's motives. And again, like, do you really believe this? Like, do you really believe that your privileged life and all the rights that you have as a woman are so horrible and toxic and evil here in the Western world where again, if you have so much of like a pinky nail showing in another country, you're stoned to death and like beaten and raped. So like, please like, send me like a carrier pigeon if you if you should choose and like let me know how that works out for you um so again do you believe this stuff but moreover is how you know people are so in their in their camp that like with all this like we take it so far and we go so hard that no pun intended, but it's like, we've made everything so black and white. And I just don't think it's that simple. So something that I've seen is Candace Owens actually said this, and there's been a whole drama at daily wire with her and Ben Shapiro. She went on Tucker to talk about it. I'm not even going to get into that, but something that caught my attention is how she drew a comparison to, to what's happening right now with pro Israel, high profile figures and entities and organizations, what have you kind of the same rhetoric and nature happening of what happened with Black Lives Matter in that she says like, it's so extreme. So like at the time, right, if you didn't post a black square, you know, you're immoral and you're bad and you don't know what's, you know, what is wrong with you. And she's saying like, she's seeing that kind of thing now, right? Like if you're not pro-Israel, what is wrong with you? You're, you know, immoral and you're a Hamas lover and all this and all that. And so Look, I can acknowledge, obviously I'm a Jewish woman. I'm very vocal about this. I'm very pro-Israel. So I I don't personally see that as, I've had friends of mine agree with her and say that and have that observation. I personally, I can acknowledge that, but I don't wholeheartedly agree given that again, you have college presidents who are the first ones in line to like talk about, you know, the injustice of a sale going on at Michael's that day. But when it comes to this issue, they, they're like, they, they're like, oh, oh, I don't, and, 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 like, cat's got your tongue. What's the problem? You have no problem, you know, talking about anything else. Um, but I think with that being said, we have to be really careful about not blatantly putting people in a box one way or the other. So we've seen this a lot, whether it's like, okay, you're a racist or you're an anti-Semite. Like, I think just because if somebody has empathy and compassion for what's going on in Palestine and it is awful and horribly sad, they're not inherently an anti-Semite. So it's interesting because I actually got into this conversation offline in my DMs. Here's what kind of kicked it off. If you guys remember, I posted a clip, a recent clip of Kid Rock, I think speaking with Hannity, um, about trans issues, right? Because like, as we can all probably agree, he went a little hard with the Dylan Mulvaney Bud Light. Like he like shot off a bunch of Bud Lights in protest, whatever. Like, again, it was extra. But I actually was surprised at how smart and like witty um, and on point Kid Rock was talking about this issue. He basically was like, look, live how you want to live. But like, 
once you start messing with our kids is when I have a problem, right? Fair enough. So I posted this clip to my story. I had a listener write me being like, really? Like you're going to amplify Kid Rock, a known racist? So here's the problem with this, right? And I said this to him too in the DMs, like they are there, the, the library receipts are there and um, they will not fail you. <laughs> they will not fail you, okay? But I said to him, look, like uh, has some of the things that Kid Rock has said, are they questionable? Are they like maybe racist, maybe misogynistic? Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I don't know if Kid Rock is. I don't know Kid Rock in person. I don't know if Kid Rock is a racist. But that being said, I can still appreciate, you know, I will listen to Cowboy. Want to be a cowboy, baby. When I'm on the Stairmaster, on my 35th minute, just wanting to, like, pass away, okay? And it will keep me going all summer long, if you know what I mean, hanging on for dear life. Like, I can still you know, enjoy and things Kid Rock has, has, you know, created or appreciate things he did. And I can also think some things he's said are super questionable, right? The same example I have, and I said this to this person at the time goes for Kanye West. Like, do I think that things Kanye West has said are anti-Semitic? Yes. Is he in day to day again? Like, is it performative? I don't know Kanye West. Okay. And Personally, I don't know that I care to because um, I want to live to see tomorrow. No, but, um, you know, is he an actual anti-Semite in person? I don't know. Again, I don't know the guy. But again, I can still appreciate and like other things Kanye West has done and music that he, like, it doesn't have to put a blanket over everything the person has ever said or done. And that's where we've really gotten ourselves um, into a mess here because now we're seeing it with, personal, like interpersonal relationships, right? I mean, like an iconic example of this is Jane Fonda, the most like progressive activist, you know, what have you marrying Ted Turner, like this all rigid, uptight conservative man. And, and she's been asked about it before and has always said like, I could not be further across the spectrum on his politics, but I love him as a man. And it's like, we've lost all sight of that. So it's like, where do you draw a line? Where do you draw a line of accountability and us just having blinders on to no end? Like it's out of control. Another article I saw recently in the free press, I highly recommend it. It's with a, it's, it's by a man who's another journalist used to work for ESPN, a white man who married a black woman in 2007. And he talks all about how the same liberals who cheered on their interracial marriage. And these people are the most progressive, like have Obama tattooed on their asses, basically, right? The most progressive people, um, how progressives who cheered them on when they first got married now question if this guy is even capable or up to parenting his own kids because they're half black and he's white. Like, Again, it is so unrooted in reality. And it's like, by that logic, wh what are we even saying? What does that even mean? So he says, understandably, like at the time we were, we, it was just a celebration of love of two people, you know, despite our differences, despite our backgrounds. And again, in a union that not that long ago would be so taboo, would be actually forbidden and not even allowed. And here we are. And it's like the fact that you have those same progressives now being like, sir, you can't even parent your own child. What, like, that's 
<laughs> talk about progress guys like really living up to your name nothing like segregating us all i mean it's out of control okay so by that logic should black people only marry black people white people only white people indian people only indian asians only asian like what does that even mean again like are do you even believe what the hell you are saying so the final like the 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 icing on the cake, okay? Whatever color cake that you want, that just shows how in our dug in our little boxes we are and how not only like just how we're obsessed with all the like color obsessed and race obsessed and label obsessed, like all these things is what have you, but Tina Knowles defending Beyonce in this dissertation of our time on Instagram. And what I actually really loved about it and I thought was really funny, it was really relatable because it was very mom of her. She even writes in the thing, you know, Beyonce, like, I know she will kill me for this, but I have to do it anyway, right? Um, Very cute and funny. Basically, she comes to her daughter's defense because in a new creative thing she had, I don't know if it was a launch or something or what it was. She, I think she's wearing Versace, but Beyonce is accused of like, making herself look lighter and look whiter, lightening her skin. She's wearing this like ice blonde wig and wearing a silver dress. So Tina Knowles goes on this whole thing, understandably so, not only, you know, against white people being like, how dare you have the audacity to like challenge my daughter's blackness, but against black people, because she's like, what are you guys doing? Like, my, like Beyonce has been nothing. And I agree with this, right? This is where it's insane. It's like, now she's not black or she's not black enough. This is literally one of the most powerful, influential black voices in the world. And now suddenly because of like a creative choice or a photo or whatever, she's not black enough. The same woman, okay, who sung brown, who has a song, Brown Skin Girl, who sung about police brutality in formation, who has like redefined what it means to be black for so many women in our modern age and really been that voice. I mean, she has a line in formation. It's like, I maybe you'll be a black Bill Gates in the making, right? But now suddenly she's not black enough. Like, it, it literally is, it's so out of control. It's like, again, where do you draw the line? But what's funny, like just to peel it back a layer deeper with the Tina Knowles thing is how oddly enough in and of itself in doing this, and I get why she defended her daughter. And it's really funny. She's like, I've had it with you clowns and you bozos and all this. But in doing that, it's almost like, because she says in the post, like, why are you guys obsessed with like skin tone and skin color? Like she's a, she's a like proud black woman. And like, it's more than that though. It's skin deep. It's, you know, and she reflected that when I talked to her, which I'll tell you about in a second, but it's funny because in this statement, it it's being the same like race and color obsessed that these haters and these trolls are right. So it's, it's like the, it's almost like the Elon Musk thing. It's like, again, once it's personal, it's like perpetuating the very thing that you're like critiquing. Right. But what also caught my eye about the Tina Knowles post is how she said that it was, you know, not only racist, but that it's sexist and a double standard. 
And this is interesting too, or plays a little bit into the gender norms thing, because I thought to myself, is it really sexist though? I mean, when you think about it, Michael Jackson had, was mocked around like from this solar system to the next, right? So I don't really know that it's a function of sexism, um, but I just thought that's, you know, like, is it though? And again, I don't have any definitive answers. That's just something I'm throwing out to you. But, you know, again, given the the fact that Michael Jackson got the same kind of flack, like, I don't know that that's really a function of sexism, right? Um, but, but what was so interesting to me and kind of like where I'll leave all of this off with is I interviewed Tina Knowles, what have you, but at BeautyCon in 2019, which is this huge like beauty convention with all these big brands and influencers and what have you. What do I ask her about yet again, like in the crystal ball, in the crystal balls of this green tie up shirt and of your dreams. Um, I ask her about like beauty advice, you know, that, you know, she's given Beyonce or she's seen from Beyonce through the years, whatever. And it's so funny because number one, she has all these universal kind of things that regardless of, of, you know, skin color, right. You know, she's like moisturize and wash your face and all these things, you know, us, especially as women, you know, can relate to guys like, sure. If you want to do the exfoliating every now and then like knock your socks off, um, you know, which I thought, you know, was sweet, but also the consistency, because she said to me, even then at the time I, I looked at the interview today, she said, it's from the inside out that idea that it's skin deep. Like she, she made a comment, like be cute on the inside and you'll be cute on the outside. And I really, I love that. And I wish that we had more of that today because th I thought that was a really good way to kind of wrap all of this up, oddly enough, because it's just tired. Like it is tired, like the bags under our eyes that we need Tina Knowles beauty hacks to prevent. <laughs> like not everything is about race. Not everything is about gender. Not everything is about the color of our skin. And I've said this before, it's like, Yes, of course, it's a part of us, but where we're getting in trouble is we're making it all of us. And not only are we making it all of us, but it's written with hypocrisies and we're actually like reverting back in time, like Doc, Doc and Marty McFly to where it's like, again, against everything we're supposed to be about. Just take it from the Western women who, you know, want to go live and, you know, with their, their hands tied and dragged in the streets, you know, by animals on any given Sunday because they feel like it, right? So, you know, with all this, this is how we draw a line. I know all of this is a much deeper intellectual conversation um, that can go on and on, but just to kind of give you guys something to think about and, and touch on this, right? It's like, where is the line? Where is the line of labeling someone, of boxing someone, of accountability, of, you know, cutting somebody off? And it's like, again, to what ends? Like, do people really believe this? Does the right really believe in free speech? Do these free Western women really believe in living the, this, you know, Islam extremist lifestyle, you know, do left leftist progress, woke progresses really hate all these gender norms? Like does Elon Musk really want, you know, free speech? Just, you know, all, you know, does the dead spin writer really think a nine-year-old sports fan is perpetuating racism and is like the leader of the KKK, despite again, being a native American, like, do people really believe all of these things? I don't know. I don't know that I feel like being Gandalf the gray today with this big stick <laughs> drawing a line 
in the sand. So, you know, just call me third base because I don't know that I'm willing to go that far.